We are seven games through the Pelican season and it's time to take some stock of where they are. So here are three numbers that tell you all you need to know about the Pelicans defense. It's locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday, a game day, the start of a back-to-back actually for the New Orleans Pelicans, taking on the Golden State Warriors tonight in the Smoothie King Center, then on the road to Atlanta for a quick turnaround back-to-back against the Hawks and then of course they play on Monday so that's three games in four days that's a little bit rough when it comes to it but the Warriors are on a four game losing streak but we're going to talk about the Pelicans defense really struggled I thought at times against the Los Angeles Lakers but it might not be as bad as you think so I've got three numbers for you that tell you a story about this team's defense we're focusing on the defense because frankly The offense is good. Fourth best in the league right now. We don't really need to worry too much about the Pelicans' offense. They can go out and they can score, even with rough games like the one against the Los Angeles Lakers. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all completely free, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com promo code Locked On. So let's get right into it the numbers here so the first number 11 11 the current rank of the pelicans defense that's not bad that's really good actually they were 18th last year to right now be 11th in the league despite that debacle against the lakers the one against the utah jazz as well that's tremendous that's something they should be proud of and this team is pretty good all around when you look at the stats. And we'll get into two areas where I think there might be some struggles coming up. That's in the second and third segment. I got two more numbers for y'all with it. But overall, top to bottom, when you look at this defense, it's good. It's good. They force opponents to take bad shots, long mid-range jumpers, and teams shoot poorly on those, and they shoot even worse against New Orleans. So you're forcing the opponent into a bad shot selection, and you're not really having that bad luck due to variance where, okay, we'll make them take 18-foot mid-range jumpers, which is considered an inefficient shot in the league, and then they shoot like 60% against them. That's not happening. Teams are shooting in the high 30% against the Pelicans when it comes to these mid-rangers that they're forcing them into. In terms of shot efficiency, it goes free throw, at the rim, corner three, then above the break three, then mid-range, right? Or like in the paint and then mid-range, short mid-range, medium mid-range, then long mid-range. But the Pelicans are doing a good job into making opponents take bad shots and forcing a bad shot profile on their opponent, and the opponents are missing that. They also do a really good job of not just contesting threes, but limiting threes. They're, they're just a solid right now defensive team. 
They fly around, they force turnovers, they hustle, they lead the league in deflections at over 20 per game. They're going to tr- don't do the best job turning the opponent over, but they muck it up and they make it hard for the opponent to really do what they want offensively. And if you're forcing it out of bounds with a deflection and the shot clock resets to 14, well, you're still limiting them. And now they got 14 seconds to run something rather than a full 24. So this team does a very good job of limiting and not letting the opponent get comfortable and do what it is they want to do. And oh, by the way, despite it not feeling like this, the Pelicans are really, really good at not fouling and not sending their opponent to the free throw line. They're fourth best in the league in terms of not allowing opponents to get to the free throw line in terms of it's it's called free throw rate. And that's number of free throws divided by the total number of field goals attempt a team took. The Pelicans are only letting teams go to the line about 18 times. 18% is basically what that number comes to for New Orleans. That's a really good number. That is an excellent number, and New Orleans is doing a really good job. Fourth best at that, 17.8% is what their opponent free throw rate is. By contrast, the worst team, Indiana, who they play on Monday, allows opponents at 26.8%. There's a very big difference there. So this Pelicans defense is good. They don't allow opponents to really shoot against them. They limit those three-point attempts. They're number one when it comes to opponent three-point percentage. Probably helps that you just played the Lakers and that bounces that number up a little bit too. But opponents just can't get anything really going against them when you look at it in terms of pace and things like that. So New Orleans is doing a very good job on that side of the ball. It doesn't always feel like that, certainly. And there's definitely two pitfalls we'll come and look at. But it speaks to what this team is doing. Yeah, they they have some times where they're kind of in chaos defense. They're scrambling. They're trying to recover a little bit too hard, and it leads to a wide-open three. But that comes off of a certain type of situation that you tend to see them in. But this team does a very good job of trying to limit things like uh, putbacks and other things. And I want to get into that coming up next because that's what I find really interesting in terms of the Pelicans and why this defense could start to fall apart or could start to slide down from 11th. There's two areas that I think have potential to really burn New Orleans in the future because they're lacking these two areas, particularly with personnel, I think, too. So let's look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Two more numbers for you that really tell you a lot about this Pelicans defense. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Tonight, I'm taking Luka Doncic to score more than 26.5 points, LeBron James to have less than 7.5 rebounds, Kevin Durant to have fewer less than 6.5 assists with everything that's going on there in Brooklyn. So I love prize picks because it's daily fantasy made easy. It's really simple. You pick two to five players, and if they go and score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. And the best part, the best part without a doubt, you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. You play a lot of those other daily fantasy sports. You're competing against others, people who do this for a living, 
a bank of monitors, machine learning, AI, doing all that stuff to give them an edge. No, you know what goes on in these games and you get to see a number and you pick more or less than that. And they offer projections on any sport that you want to watch, whether it's the NFL, NBA, or the World Series. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. And they also offer safe and fast withdrawals. And they're currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, PrizePix is going to give you 100. You put in 50, they're going to give you 50. Don't forget promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about the team, giving you the inside scoop, the stats like today that matters, all of that. No one else coming to y'all like this Monday through Friday with the minute video recaps after every game as well. So subscribe, tell a friend about the show. And number one thing you can do, comment down below on YouTube. Even if you just want to say hi, I might say hi back in the comments too. A bunch of y'all do that every day. I appreciate it and thank you. And now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day across all sports plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So today, three numbers that tell you a lot, that tell a story about the Pelicans' defense. 11, their current rank. I sound I, I can't do a count from Sesame Street impression otherwise I would try and do it but it would just I would just embarrass myself on here. So number 2 that I want to share here, the next number, 27.1. 27.1. That is the opponent offensive rebound rate against New Orleans. That's not a great number. The Pelicans right now are not a particularly good defensive rebounding team coming in at 21st. It's not the end of the world. You're not 30 out of 30, but 21 out of 30 being in that bottom 10, not ideal. And this is something that's hurting New Orleans and it hurt New Orleans against the Los Angeles Lakers. So this one is top of mind. You saw it in that the Lakers getting gifted extra possessions. Second chance points, 16 in that game, a game that went to overtime. You limit one of those by grabbing a defensive rebounding, and defensive rebounding is defense. You terminate the opponent's possession. You end their possession. You would have won the game, but they struggled with that. We saw it with Patrick Beverly. We saw guys not boxing out whatsoever. 27.1 opponents are grabbing 20, over 20, a quarter of misses against New Orleans right now. Their own misses. That's, that's a Zion-esque number, right? That's what we're supposed to do. That's what New Orleans is supposed to do. 27.1. The Pelicans are third best in the league right now at 28.1. This is their strength. They shouldn't let it be an opponent's strength as well. Now, a lot of this has to do with long rebounds off of missed threes, which opponents are doing at a pretty high rate as New Orleans is limiting three-point makes. Teams are shooting 31.3% against New Orleans from deep. This ties into the first segment in the good defense that they have. So those 
Missed three-pointers tend to have longer rebounds. So guys camping out right under the basket don't really have a chance at those. You see those. It hits kind of the back iron and then like pings, almost like a ping pong ball, far away to where like a long mid-range shot would be, like 16 to 18 feet from the rim. And no one's there to be able to go and get those balls other than the opponent because they've been standing on the three-point line. And it's gifting the opponent second-chance points. This is where the numbers start to get really interesting, I think. Because in their seven games so far, New Orleans has only held the Brooklyn Nets to single digits and second-chance points. They're giving up too many, I think, when it comes to that. Now, they do a good job of, again, limiting that damage, but this is how you could easily vault your offense into being in the top 10, probably pushing close to the top five. But they do limit some of the shots that matter. Putbacks are one of the most efficient shots that you can get. We've seen it with Zion. He misses his own shot. He goes up and gets the rebound, and he's right there, so he just kind of puts it right back in. Valanchunas is really good at doing this as well. New Orleans limits the damage that putbacks do. They're third best in defending putbacks in the league. I can live with that. Getting the opponent getting a rebound and then New Orleans not letting them score with it right there at the basket, that's a good start. But what's happening is these opponents are starting to reset their offense and they kick the ball out, they get it back to maybe the top of the three-point line and they go, okay, let's run another set. But what New Orleans is doing at this point is scrambling. They're trying to recover from giving up that offensive rebound and people being out of position and probably collapsing around the rim trying to get that rebound that no one's covering shooters out there. And that's where New Orleans is getting burning. That means there's driving lanes. That means all the opponent needs to do is just kick the ball around until they find an open shooter. And they are. And if an opponent starts getting good at scoring on the inside against the Pelicans, being able to go up with these putbacks, and this is where guys like Larry Nance Jr. and Jonas Valanciunas really give New Orleans an advantage because I don't think that'll be the case. But it's an area that could burn the Pelicans at some point. If teams just go, we're going to pound the ball inside, we know we're going to miss, but we're rebounding really well, so we'll get those kind of Kobe assists, right? That's where you miss a shot, but it goes right to one of your bigs or another player, and then they just put the ball right back in. It's a putback. You don't want to give those up. Those are a high percentage look, a high efficiency shot for opponents. New Orleans is giving up too many, and it costs them in that Lakers game. One more defensive rebound, one more. They probably win. But you've got to box out. you got to position guys to be able to go and get those long rebounds as well, whether that's some of the guards. And New Orleans likes to get out and run in transition, so they're leaking out. So that shot goes up. They think the bigs are going to rebound it, so they're racing down the court to try and get into a fast-break situation. Maybe they need to slow that down just a little bit to make sure that you actually secure that ball and that you've ended the opponent's possession because otherwise... It's an easy two points, three points for the opponent. And that's something that's happening to New Orleans. And we saw it on full display against the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't know if this is the worst situation to be in right now. A lot of those opponent offensive rebound numbers are somewhat close to one another. And the Pelicans aren't, you know, getting nearly as burned as say Brooklyn is at 34.8%. First place is Toronto at 22.3%. they are not horribly far off from that they're closer to that than they are to 30 that's encouraging at least but you'd like this number to get a little bit better because it does matter over the course of the season particularly when this team is playing well defensively which is not exactly what we were expecting to see from this team so I've got one more number for y'all and it has to do with the Pelicans in transition 
defense. Let's take a look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you all for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. And today we are looking at the defense. Three surprising numbers that tell you a story about how they've done defensively so far through their seven games, four and three. Can they improve on some of these? Are some of these a concern? And now for your next listen, go check out Locked On Sports today. They cover all sports, the biggest stories. Certainly, they're going to be talking about Kyrie there. Big game recaps from the World Series if you didn't watch. Go give it a listen. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to know in like the world of sports. It's great. It's like 20, 30 minutes. It's awesome. This is my first listen other than Locked On Pelicans. I don't listen to my own show every single day right now. It's catching me up on everything going on when I'm like knee-deep in the NBA and unable to have the bandwidth to watch everything. So it's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Third and final interesting number, revealing number about the Pelicans. They struggled in transition against the Lakers, right? Their their transition defense is bad. Well, not so fast. Eight. Eight. That's where the Pelicans rank in transition defense this year. That seems pretty good, right? Eight. We can live with that. That's where they are in terms of opponent and uh, 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 transition points added. That's a good number. They're 11th if you're just going off of like net rating with that in terms of offensive rating and transition. But that's still pretty good, right? It doesn't feel like that's where they would be. So here's the thing. I think it's a slightly misleading number. The Pelicans are, where did the number just go? 21st, 21st, in terms of allowing transition opportunities, period. 16.4% of the time, offensive possessions for opponents, they're in fast break transition situations. The league leaders, in terms of being the worst at it, I guess, is Houston at 18.8. New Orleans isn't that far off. Now, Oklahoma City is the best at 13.2. So these teams are all basically within five, five and a half percent or so of each other. But here's the thing about that. One, two percent really makes a big difference here because transition scoring overall is an easy way to get some points. And the points per possession tend to be much higher than in the half court. So you don't want to be giving up transition opportunities. Even if you're good at defending it, being middle of the pack in terms of half court defense is better than being first at transition defense because of the way it goes in terms of points per possession. So New Orleans has given up probably more than they would like to. They're just doing a good job of limiting the damage that these transition opportunities are doing against them. You know, that's a win in a sense in and of itself, but at the same time, that can come back to bite you if these numbers balloon a little bit. And one of the areas that I think is most concerning for New Orleans is off of live rebounds. And all these stats that I've been using today, by the way, come from cleaningtheglass.com, an invaluable resource to me during the regular season and the postseason too. New Orleans off of live rebounds, so they shoot, they miss, teams run against them. That number jumps to 34.7% of the time. When they miss, they are not getting back. They're watching the ball or they're probably crashing the glass going for an offensive board. This is something that was a hallmark of the San Antonio Spurs during their run with their big three and the five titles that they ran. They were always one of the worst 
always one of the worst offensive rebounding teams. Rather than crashing the offensive glass to try and get that putback opportunity or second chance points, someone took a shot and they all ran back. They just all ran back to limit transition opportunities for the opponent. Get back, get set, force them to play in the half court. So they forego those offensive rebounding opportunities and the second chance points that comes with it to just stifle the opponent because they want to use their good defense. And when you have good defenders, that makes sense. New Orleans is not doing that. New Orleans is certainly not doing that right now. Again, they're limiting this in in some capacity. They have a lot of freak athletes that can get back and try and slow this stuff down. But I don't know if that's always going to be the case. And this could be one of those things where they're being a little bit more lucky than good. And it's bouncing that number. It's pushing that number of theirs. They're ranking in terms of this higher. This is more luck than them being tremendous. And you really saw it against the Lakers where the Lakers were were running fast break opportunities off of a dead ball, off of a Pelican's make, not just their misses. New Orleans has to start looking at getting back on defense more to really try and limit the number of transition opportunities that opponents have against them because that's really what sunk them against the Los Angeles Lakers. If they'd gotten back and slowed them down, Lakers were going to miss some shots. But you gave them easy shots in that game and it allowed them, you know, over this to build a big lead and then, you know, ultimately lead to a tie. But this is why I said you don't blame it on one thing. It's not just Dyson Daniels missing free throws or Trey Murphy or literally everyone being out of position on that Matt Ryan made three. I still can't get over that freaking name, right? Like, of course. It's, it's these other things that happen over the course of the game too. And that's where 1%, 2%, Little numbers like that actually make a big difference. So there you go. Which of those three numbers are are the most interesting to you? Is it 11, the rank of the defense, 27.1, the opponent offensive rebounded percentage, or eight, where the Pelicans rank right now in terms of points given up during transition opportunities? Let me know in the comments down below. Enjoy the games this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. We may have a bonus video or two. We will see. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all on Monday.